Warning, this podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins. And this is a very special episode of Movie Virgins because we watched The Northman on Peacock. Peacock! Starring Alexander Skarsgård and Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Joy-Taylor? Anya (laughs) Taylor-Joy and Willem Dafoe. Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke and Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman and it's Robert Eggers. Yes. Of The Witch and of... Uh, the Lighthouse, and this is his first big budget studio film. And probably his last. Honestly, I According don't... to him. Oh, because he didn't like it. It wasn't a fun journey for him. Yeah, I don't think Lighthouse. he got to do what he wanted to didn't want do it. necessarily. So, it, but... two hours and 15 minutes of Was delicious... that it? I thought it was even more than I think that. it was tw- two hours and 15. Okay. Delicious, delicious violence. Violence. Um, so, yeah. So, we were both new to this one. This mm. is the reason that I signed up for Peacock. Yes, I was super excited to see it was on Peacock because I, um, being an old homebody, I'm kind of like, theater, meh, who gives a fuck? But I wanted to see this movie. So when I saw it was coming out to stream, I, I was I was pumped. And I already had Peacock because I got it back in the day for Dr. Death and then have been watching a handful of other things okay. periodically. But yeah. So what did you think? And we both, I haven't seen The Lighthouse. We both really like The Witch. Love The Witch. The Witch is one of my, probably, I would say definitely top five, maybe even top three horror movies. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, Exorcist, definitely number one. Depending, the others I love. Mm -hmm. But yeah, The Witch is for sure up there. The Witch. So, what do you think about this? And also, I have seen The Lighthouse. Oh. Oh, you have? Yeah. And? It was long and kind of boring, but also great at times. It was one of those where I need to rewatch it when I'm, I think, in a different kind of mood. You have to stick with it and sure. really let yourself get lost sure. in it. Sure. Um, because otherwise it, yeah, it gets kind of boring, which like is where I was with it. true of all of his films, I honestly. think so, too. But I it's think it was... So, it's such an immersive experience. I think with The Witch, to me, yes, absolutely. Um, and that's what I loved about this one, too, The Northman. Mm. Um, but I feel like it was easier for me to get lost in... I would say The Witch was the easiest for me to probably just kind of fall into. The Lighthouse was a little bit harder because even though I love... It was beautiful in black and white, there is something that makes it less immersive mm. being in black and white because of course that's not what the real world so to speak is sure um so it made for a beautiful film but I, it was a little bit harder i guess for me to just kind of fall headlong into and also in the lighthouse it's just two men the whole time and i am not a man and i've never been a caretaker of a lighthouse and so there wasn't that same kind of connection connect i think right, yeah sure um for me but great performances mm-hmm. in that one anyway uh the northman yeah, I think that is the number one thing about him is creating this other world that you can just slip into. Um, if you allow yourself to slip into it, it's it's an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, aside from the performances and the story and all of that, the I think it's... The fucking cinematography of it all. Well, I think that's part the of it. Shots. That's part of what brings you in, right? What pulls you in. Even with The Witch. Even just the huge, long, sprawling mm-hmm. shots of nothingness. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what brings you into this world. Yep. Um, and of course, yeah, looking at the Northmen, there are... It's fucking Iceland. Like, you don't get more gorgeous right. than that, right? <laughs> So, Which is why I thought it was really funny, too, when Olga, at one point, when they first landed, was like... This wasteland. This, yes. <laughs> I was like, woman, I mean, it is kind out, of a... It's kind of a... a I get it. For back in the day, it's kind of a wasteland. Okay. So, I want to say something maybe a little bit blasphemous, but I think I like this better than The Witch. Really? Okay. Uh, so I don't think that's black. I think that's totally fine. I... Yeah. I think 
you know, there's a lot in here. There's so much that I, I, I spent a period of time being not necessarily obsessed, but really into Norse mythology, and so I think those areas where it started to kind of maneuver in there mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. I, I was more interested. Let me ask um, you this: um, Did you understand what um, human? expulsion of air from your mouth or your ass had, <laughs> had how that played into north norse religion no, and myth no you didn't okay no. so that's something you learned then yeah that's no right. i guess i also did read an imdb that he pretty much just made all that up <laughs> of course that was like and he, he was fun like, with it all of the stuff this is probably the most historically accurate except for film, that except, except for, for that yeah he said we really had nothing to go off of I with just, that so so let's here's the deal i want you to guys we are going to get naked and you're going to go in and you're going to act like animals yeah Right, and then Willem Dafoe is going to say some weird shit to you. Right. And then you're just going to... Well, you got to remember, you're going to also, like, drink this bizarre stuff with animal bones. But drink it like a dog. Very clearly some kind of hallucinogen, (laughs) which which they have found different hallucinogens in different Mm -hmm. areas. And, yeah, obviously it wasn't, like, LSD or anything, but I can't remember. It was some kind of seed that has similar hallucinogen And they have mushrooms in this movie, which is a very... Yeah, there were mushrooms. A famous mushroom. What did you say? A famous like it was mushroom? On, it was on the IMDb. Like, it was historically accurate, the mushroom. Oh, okay. Anyway, so I interrupted you. You were into Norse myths and mythology. Yeah, so I think I was really interested in kind of some of those aspects of it. But I think maybe the witch was more... Um, the scariness of it really it was, connected to The witch was me. a lot like it, more subtle, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And scary and American. It. Yeah, sure. And also, like... I think I actually like also, this is very, um, big. Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure what the word I'm looking for is. Everything but, about it's big. But the people is, are big. It's very, it's very, it's very Alexander big. Alexander Skarsgård's pecs are huge. Oh my God, his shoulders. <laughs> oh God, his shoulders. Anyway, yeah. yes, this is very big and I absolutely am a fan of that, but I also am a fan of the more narrowed down, kinds of like let's just focus on this character or this family sure which we have a little bit this of here this is more but of a sprawling epic right and there are certain epics that i love and i definitely enjoyed mm-hmm. this as well um but yeah i think the witch still probably is a little bit so a little bit higher on my list i'm watching the movie and i can't pronounce anyone's name um, except for am um, okay. it was the only one everyone else fuck off like what's the thing he says i will avenge you father i will save you mother and i will kill you is <laughs> it's thornier right no, no, no. It? Thornier was the, the other, the, the, the son. The uncle's name starts with an F and it has a bunch of L's and O's and R's in it. <laughs> it's a bunch of O's Fjallor. and O's. Fjallor. I don't know. I think it's Fjallor. 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 <laughs> I don't fucking oh, know. Oh, Fjallor. There, sure. He will, he will kill him. Yes. Anyway. Um, and I gotta also say, like, I had that in my head before I watched the movie because it's in all the trailers and then all day today, but... It, it quickly turns into, hello, mother. <laughs> hello, father. So. Strange. <laughs> all I can think of. Anyway. Um, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about. We're talking about ah, the Northmen. Yes. Amleth. Uh, Amleth. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Amleth. Hamlet. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. So, obviously, this. So, let me first off okay. say another blasphemous thing. Oh. As an English major. Don't give a shit about Hamlet. Haven't read it. Don't care. Don't like the story. Not interested at all. Well, how do you know if you haven't read it? Because I have tried to read synopsis of it on Wikipedia. That and is I can't not. Even, I can't, can't even read the plot on Wikipedia. It's so fucking dull. You can't Five read the plots. Acts of bullshit. You cannot I don't read care. the plots of Shakespeare care. and know what Shakespeare care. is. You have to immerse yourself <laughs> in Shakespeare. I don't care to so, understand what Shakespeare is. So when I'm looking is. at Omelette and I'm thinking Hamlet, and so then I went and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now that this is that Hamlet, Hamlet was yeah. based on some. Some was based on this, um, which was kind of cool. Um, incredible incredible shit i mean amazing like so much action so much violence my one beef i feel but one um is the it's not that the love story was forced or whatever this relationship was that he has with uh what's her ass olga Olga. um olga of the birch trees but it did feel kind of 
I understood we needed it because at the end of the movie, she's carrying his children, and that's it's about family. This movie is one of the themes is family and and all of that, but and and how we treat each other and what families are like and fucked up families. Um. So that I I don't know. Um, I think I I struggled treated with it. it as and feel like it is, um. Not. How do I phrase this? It it ain't it ain't a true story. Yeah, so it's like a what fairy I mean tale. by that it is, it felt exactly. like a fairy tale, right? It feels very much like a Shakespearean tale, or mm-hmm. like a fairy tale, um, or like if you've ever read any of the, which you probably haven't, but the Poetica Edda and the the tales in there, which I don't think Am no Amleth actually came out in like the so these are century. these are Norse stories, yeah, exactly. But like a Grimm's so, fairy tale, or an exactly. An- yeah, like, so playing out like that, I a hundred percent buy into it because yeah. things happen fast because mm-hmm. we only got two hours on stage you know what I mean or mm-hmm. two hours 17 minutes in this instance yeah. so I didn't feel like it was forced because it felt just like every other love story that takes place inside of those kinds of of folklore or right. myths sure. or fairy tales I mean the relationship to each other felt I mean you see them go through this trauma of being enslaved together and everything yeah. and then but like if you think about and all that stuff reading those things or or watching mm-hmm. a shakespeare play or anything like that you don't really get you don't get all of the build-up of what right. an actual relationship is it's sort of like they see each other from and across just, the room they're in love Romeo and, and Juliet. yeah and then boom that's well and this it. wasn't that kind of love either it was like a hey you know we're conspiracy conspiring against our you know people who have enslaved us and yeah there's a festival going on let's fuck well i think and then he, in the end, says, I didn't think I would... Like, she saved him. Yeah. And then I think... I think, And she said, you saved me. So they had this, like, in, in really intense... It's kind of like in Speed, where, you know, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves had this really intense experience, and at the end, she says, you know, intense relation, or relationships that come out of it, these kinds of experiences never last. And then in Speed 2, you realize it didn't last. Yeah, because which Jason is heartbreaking. comes So I do feel like they just... You know, they had this really intense moment, and out of it came these children, and he's all about family, and yeah. But he's also all about vengeance, which, can I also say, Well, like, because he's not all about family. He's all, <laughs> all about, about lineage. Sure, okay. And you have to, of course, avenge those who came mm-hmm. before you in order to maintain that lineage. Right. So it's more about Like that lions, about- like a pride of lions, where like... The other male lions come from outside, and then they kill the male lions in the pride, and then they kill all those lions' cubs so that they can make new cubs. So I had a moment last night, and it was in the midst of the final lava blowout fight. Amazing. So good. The gates of hell. I fucking love it. It was uh, was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, spoiler alert, they die. Yeah, like, they both die in, at the same at the same moment, which was awesome. Which is also and I a actually very fairy tale ending. I had to rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> like it was it was really well done. But anyway, as soon as the second time I watched it, <laughs> as soon as it happens, laying on the couch, I just went, oh, "Men." <laughs> yes, because it's a really, very masculine movie. It is, but it's also it's. This is what is wrong with men, right? The whole starts in the very beginning. Ethan Hawke is like, I must show my son what it is like to well, be a man. And I will only will, die in battle. I, I will be, exactly. Yes. I, I must die in battle and I must show my son what it's like to be a man. And he may be a boy, but he's going to take over and he shall only die in battle. Yep. And even his wife is like, Yes, be strong. Have a good death, and all of these things that historically, it's yes, a Viking we, thing. Right, you no, know? I know, and and it's not just a Viking thing either. It's it it's is a our history. Yes. Um, men, 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 men. But I would say and then it we is have a, to men. I do feel that it is a fundamental flaw of men that here you have right. It's all but also it is a feature, things. not a bug. Sure. (laughs) But you have all these other things that you could be living for and you choose instead to die for something. Um, It's, it makes for great storytelling and shitty lives. Why? Also like, so he witnesses all of this fucking trauma in his family. His dad's dead. His mom gets kidnapped by his uncle or taken away to be her, his queen. Mm -hmm. And then he runs away and he's, as he's in the boat as a kid, he's like, I will offend you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fiorjorn, or whatever. Fjorn. And then years later, he's living as a berserker in the land of Rus. Although he wasn't really a berserker. He wasn't? Well, I mean, berserkers are actually the bear. Berser- oh. Berserker means. Berserker. 
I think it, bear I, I think it was both. It was I, I, Googled, a difference. I looked it up last night. It was like bear. There was a bear tribe and a wolf tribe, and I yes, think exactly. bear was so the main. So technically, one. berserkers were of the, the bears, bears, but they there were instances mm-hmm. where the berserkers fought alongside. I can't remember the name of them, but the okay. the wolfmen okay. basically. Yeah. So he's living this life, and it seems that he has forgotten about his plan for vengeance. I think, you know, you just, like... You, you move on, I guess? Yeah, and you know, you, you get, slip into something more comfortable, and, I mean, and you know, day to day, before you know, the night's gone away with you, and you had a glass day, of wine. you're just, like, out there <laughs> waging Berserking. war, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of mythology about berserkers, and chances are they were doing some hallucinogens as well to sure, get oh, themselves into yeah. that state. So, you know, just like a kid today runs away and gets hooked on drugs same in the streets of exact same Los Angeles yeah. or something, mm-hmm. then eventually maybe they'll figure their shit out. So, and some, brand themselves as a slave and but, cut off all their beautiful hair. So he walks into some kind of temple in this village and Bjork is there. Which I want to know who dressed that witch because she did she not looked, have her eyes, but she, she was well put together. She looked amazing. Yes. Red carpet ready. Oh, yeah. And she's reminding him of all this shit that happened. And she's then he's like, like, I know you. Right. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to figure this. Well, and he he got some news about what was going on with his uncle in Iceland and everything because mm-hmm. these slaves were going off to be with his uncle who was in Iceland. Yes. So the other thing maybe that bothered me about this film that didn't, I couldn't totally buy into. So his father has given him as a child he, this. He comes home from a raid, and he's got this necklace with this disc that he gives to the kid mm-hmm. to wear. And when he goes to be a slave, Amleth, he takes the disc off the necklace and he hangs onto the disc. But here's the thing: he's enslaved, so I got to assume that that disc is up his butt or something, Maybe. so that nobody can get a hold of it. So I just myself was referring it to the butthole disc i think that's totally the rest of the movie. fair i mean where would you hide your mother's jewels exactly you put it during, in your asshole like yeah if you're you, not if you're a woman you know you got you know the vagina but as a guy it's just your ass there are a ton of stories of people in the holocaust who would just like continually swallow you know their mother's ring mm-hmm. and then dig through everything to find it later and clean it as best you can and just go through yeah. the whole process again to try so to i don't it. think he swallowed it i think he just stuck out of his butt maybe i don't know him that's totally possible um, so, and then he gives it, but I, he gives it to Olga at the end. I was like, bye-bye, butthole disc. Yeah. R.I.P. I think you reminded me of when you said when he became a slave. I think the, the most ridiculous part of the entire movie <laughs> is when all the slaves are standing out there and, uh, Fjolnir, was that what we decided his name was? Yeah, Fjornjorn. <laughs> Uncle Fjornjorn. Uncle Fjord? Wait, hold on. Uncle Fjord. <laughs> I, had it, I had it up a second ago. <laughs> Uncle Fjord. Fjolnir? Yes, Fjolnir. Fjolnir? Hold Fjolnir. on, hold on, hold on. Fjolnir. Uncle Fjolnir. Uncle Fjord. Fjolnir, the brotherless. Yes. When Uncle Fjord um, comes <laughs> there and he's like, none of these slaves will do. Get rid of all of them. And, and then, then I guess he decides to, like, kill the guy next to him, which, you know, I don't fair, think he, whatever. He didn't look like he killed him. He just, like, growled and shoved him or something. I don't I think he probably took him out. But anyway. He didn't say anything about it either. He, he got like, weird. Hey, Stop looking at me funny. Rawr. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he was just like, look at me. <laughs> My prowess. I gotta say. But, like, but then, but then, <laughs> then, then Fjord comes over and he goes, oh, well, uh, we've had worse than this. <laughs> what the fuck? Of course you've had worse. This dude's a fucking beast. And then they look at his teeth. That man <laughs> had the nicest teeth of anyone Ever of that of the tenth century in eight ninety five AD the tenth century <laughs> he had nicer teeth than literally any other living creature I I mean come on oh we've we've had worse we've had worse than him we've had worse than this like six foot two monster of a beast of a man it's good stuff I fucking hate the I got it so much respect to Roger Robert Eggers I mean the 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 when they he's going he's doing the berserker thing or whatever the that was probably berserker. my favorite that scene. was my favorite scene yeah so they go into this village and it's just like one long shot yeah. of them in this and he's just like he's not moving quickly he's a big person mm-hmm. he hauls himself over this wall he's like chopping people open mm-hmm. I mean it's phenomenal like it's just incredible and I don't typically like violent shit but this was amazing I loved every minute of it it was great to watch it's also 
the idea of going berserk. Yeah. So having this totally different kind of warfare, mm-hmm. um, which is horrifying and really fascinating to watch. And it was a decently long scene, and there's so much going on, too. And you're focused on just this one individual for the most part, but there's so much just absolute insanity mm-hmm. going on all around And it felt very him. real. It felt very real. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was. And also, I would argue... This is when he looked his best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely, yeah. For sure. I mean, and, like, I, there were moments before they had sex where I was like, where's the fucking... Like, I thought for sure where's there was the going to be a scene of Ethan Hawke fucking Nicole Kidman. And when that didn't happen, I that didn't materialize. I was like, well... I did like the fact that he comes back from battle and he was like, they took a piece of my liver. And she's like, well, why don't you just come back to bed with yeah, me? let's go to bed. And my first thought was like, woman, I just told you they took a piece of my liver. Like, get your shit together. I don't want to fuck you right now. I'm, I'm missing he- I'm a piece healing. of my liver. <laughs> and maybe, maybe he's a little bit disappointed that he didn't die on the face I think, of yeah, battle. I think he might have been a little bit, yeah. He, he wants to die as this warlord. He well as a warrior. He, <laughs> I don't. I don't ever think about Ethan Hawke being like a grizzled badass. But he was. He pulled it off. Oh, uh, he's done it before. It was impressive. I, yeah, I've seen it before. In what? Oh fuck. Uh, Hateful Eight. Was he in that? Um, I think that was him, right? I definitely have seen him as like a grizzled old man. I have to look it up. So I feel a little bad about Ethan Hawke right now because I'm a little bit in love with his daughter at the moment, mm. which makes me feel a little dirty because I was back in the day so Cause completely. Because you knew him when he was, I was her age. Completely in love with him back in the day. Yeah, me too. And uh, now I'm like a, a, a little, a little bit of a crush on his yeah. daughter. So I feel like a little bit of a dirty Sweet old man. Little Maya. Um, yeah. Magnificent Seven. You. I don't remember. Look, I know I've seen him be grizzly. Well, I mean, he pulled <laughs> but, it off. I was like, I didn't think he, he could pull looked, it off. He pulled it off. He looked good. Yeah, he looked too. pretty ripped. So, like, yeah, he was a, a kind of grizzly old beast of a man, but, like, a beast of a man. Yeah. He looked damn good. It was it was entertaining. I, I the fairy tale pieces of it, um, so there's this, war, this warrior aspect of it and this violence and everything, and then the story of, like, vengeance and the uncle and being enslaved and all that shit. I loved the the depictions of him going to Valhalla on this horse with this Valkyrie. And I liked the depictions the of really cool. the funeral where they're, you know, hacking off the head of a horse. I and hated that, but yes. The thing that I loved... The, the I actually, thing, the, the uh, slave singing and mm-hmm. knowing, knowing, knowing that, that they're going to kill yeah. her so that they can but send her into the afterlife. That was too. incredible, too. And I gotta say... Um, so you had mentioned this earlier today, but they're they're like, oh, it was when he, when um, Amleth starts his little crusade against his uncle, and he's gonna make him be living in a nightmare, and he starts by killing his son's two friends, and then turns their bodies into this funky art, yeah, um, this eight-legged beast horse thing, and they're going, oh, it was the Christian swines, and you know, their god's a corpse nailed to a tree, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm sure there were lots of people in modern day watching this film and going wow they're doing really fucked up shit these rituals that they have and this stuff where there's funeral they're chopping off the horse's head and they think they're going to valhalla and then they say this thing about christianity and it's so very true whatever your religion is whatever you have may seem very strange to outsiders but to you it just feels normal there he is yeah is that magnificent the magnificent seven no that's the uh oh the good lord bird the good lord bird i tried to watch that and couldn't get into it but yes i did anyway see some of that he was actually the opening scene of the good lord bird was as far as i got and it was a lot of fun um but yeah so yeah I, the I, valkyrie with the lines in her teeth yeah riding him to valhalla you get to see her twice yeah the funniest thing about that though this isn't in the movie um but there was some imdb trivia and i don't know if they're referring I don't know if they're referring to the Valkyrie, but under Goofs, someone had written, hold on, let me find it. They wrote, a lady can be seen with her braces on. During the Viking period, braces didn't exist. And I'm wondering if they were looking at the Valkyrie. You think? I don't know. I didn't see anyone else with braces. Like, it didn't stick out to me. Yeah, that could be. But yeah, I love. Some people I love are, that you know, fucking idiots. It was beautiful. I love. So a lot. You got and this they back- did. They have found um, 
teeth from back in the day that actually were carved they out. They had like the that. lines. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was awesome. The, yeah. the imagery was incredible. Um, Again, that last fight scene, actually. Yes, at the gates of hell. At the gates of hell. Which yeah. is actually like a volcano. It was, yeah, that was really cool. One of the things I read that Eggers Eager, had done that he didn't necessarily want to do, like it sounds like the studio wanted him to have the ti- add the title cards in mm-hmm. so that people would know what place and time they were in. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need. I don't think you needed them. I don't think you needed them. I I would have gotten it. I did. It greatly amused me. The the I guess with the second card when it says uh, Land of Roos mm-hmm. several years later or some mm-hmm. years later, and then you see him and he's obviously to our eyes a man in his thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. And I just started laughing to myself, thinking like, oh, he's probably like fifteen now. <laughs> Because, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't, they, you wouldn't they have lived to be, like, 30 right, or 40. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, he was probably, like, a 14, 15-year-old kid. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that amusement stuck with me throughout the rest of the movie, yeah. especially when Nicole Kidman did her dirty thing, and then she kissed him, and I was like, not only is that your child, he is a minor. <laughs> so what was... Uh, the, okay, I do have to say, I really liked... I want to talk about Olga later, but, like, I really, really liked the line... So after Nicole Kidman makes her great confession that mm. she was Which actually... Which was another great scene. She, she's a slave. Yeah. And, and her I father, suspected her all along. I suspected something was but up with was her all still, along, too. But it was still even... You know, sometimes when you suspect something and then it comes out in a movie, it feels very uh, deflating. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, yeah, I knew that I figured it out anyway. Yeah. And this was such this a was good better. scene. This was good. That even though yeah. I suspected it, it was still great to watch. Um, I mean, she seemed like a bitch from the beginning. I mean, he opens the door because his father is home and he wants to tell her. Never come in here. Don't come into my room. Um, and so then it's great that he's hiding in her room, right? To, to ambush her. But she's, she's telling him this big secret that she's held. And she says, how easily we become princesses again when the beasts take us for their brides. Oh, Mm. fuck. I love that line so much. Um, but yeah, like the whole, like, it just felt like she was just trying to manipulate everybody around her. Like, I didn't necessarily believe, like, she was trying to manipulate um, his dad before he died with the whole, like, let me take you to bed, like. I, uh, I don't know. I never, I didn't really think that. I, I think she started out in, and this, of course, is looking at it, you know, after the fact, after knowing the whole story. Yeah. Um, if she started out as a slave, you know, you do what you got to do to survive, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a much better chance of survival if you actually give in to the highest ranking the most powerful people right so she managed to even though it was forced on her in a lot of ways she managed to become a queen but she still didn't give up on the idea of love or being treated fairly Mm -hmm. and kindly which she did find in fjord Fjord. (laughs) in uncle fjord and uh yeah she i guess you could argue she manipulated him into killing his brother but i don't think she really manipulated him i think it was more um I don't want to live my life as a noble slave mm-hmm. is essentially what she was at that right. point, right? I would rather, you know, I think you are strong and I am strong and together we can create this wonderful thing. And look, Harold the Fairhair took over. That's the first king of Norway. Like if anybody's going to take over, it should be him, you know, mm-hmm. to kick you out. So, I mean. Because he's like a real king. Yeah, he's the first king of Norway. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't until he took over, but, you yeah. know, Yeah. Uh, I and then they I, I don't know I feel like she's just a strong woman who made her way and I so feel then like why if she we try to make seen, out with her son I think again I so I, I think if we had seen this movie from her perspective it would have been a great movie a great story as well in a very different light and I think we would have seen her as the hero even though she too did horrible things why did she try to make out with him what she was saying was you know if you want to kill Uncle Fjord... I'm here for you, baby. You can do that. Well, I think what she was really... I don't think she wanted to be with him. I think she was telling him, you have this fantasy, right? Like, you yeah. have this fantasy the of fantasy vengeance. fantasy is that you're... And yes. this fantasy is that you're going to kill your uncle mm-hmm. and kill his, his oldest son and maybe even kill your brother. And I'm going to come running back to you and we're going to be like mother and son again and everything's going to be cool. Like that's, that's not, not how it's going to be. If you go through with this, here's what's going to happen. I ain't giving up my seat. I'm going to be your queen then. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of shit that okay. you want. I, that I got, was what I got out of right. it. Was and her just being yeah. like? She even said, "You can the, kill my kid." Like yeah. she was like, "You can kill Connor." I, I, I felt like it was a wake the fuck up, son. Yeah. Well, and he did. 
he is he's so hellbent on this vengeance plan and the things that come easy to him are like going beneath the mound and killing the zombie warrior guy to get the sword the sword was great the sword was great there are a few moments of comedy the one real the one that really stuck out to me was somebody else has the sword and the scabbard and he tries to pull it out and he can't. It's very much like King Arthur and the Sword yeah. and the Stone. Yeah. There were a lot of other kind of legends and things that kind of wove throughout Which a lot of them do play into each yeah. other. Yeah. So he, you know, when he when he's conspiring with Olga and, they're, and you know, he comes back to her and, and he's got blood on his hands, of course, and she's like, what happened? And he's like, uh, he, she's like, did you, you talk to your mother or whatever? Mm-hmm. He's like, she's bad like the rest of them. Like he's, so it's very like he has this arrested development. Yeah. Like he never really grew up. Yeah. And he only has this sole focus. And then it's really shocking to him when Olga saves him and then he kinda has this really mature moment of going, I never thought I would do this. Yeah, but also not because what does he ultimately do? Well, he says he chooses both. Right, which Because a, he helps her to live sure, and escape. But <laughs> he says he chooses both. He also admits that the witch man told him you have to choose between them. And he's like, I choose both. And I feel like Olga knew this too and probably should have said it aloud. Bitch, you can't choose both. Right. You he can only told you it's one or the other. Yeah. It was cryptic for a fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to choose both. So I think you're right. I think there is some arrested development in there. And I kind of love it because I think when you read the tales you know the fairy tales and folklore and all of these things and it becomes it's very much pushed on you that this is the hero and the hero is in some way infallible Mm -hmm. greek mythology even you know whatever it is it's like it's it is very black and white thinking this idea that there is good and there is bad and there's the hero and there's the anti-hero and there may well be a lot of overlap but it's not human overlap it's like you know, he, he's the hero, but he's been cursed by the gods. Hmm. As opposed to the reality, which I feel like you get he's a hint of reality here, which is he might be the hero, but he's also kind of dumb. Yeah. And I don't mean dumb <laughs> like dumb. I just right. mean like, yeah, maybe a little bit of arrested development mm-hmm. because he obviously wasn't raised right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was... He was raised in the land of the Rus amongst the berserkers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the last thing that happened with him and his father was a ritual where he... Accepted that if his father died, he would have to avenge him. Right. So, and he saw the he was kings. very immature in a human sense, um, and I feel like we as a modern audience could see that, and I really liked that too. Mm-hmm. That it didn't play out just as a typical like, almost like a superhero movie where like the good guy is the good guy and right. he is righteous. There are moments where we a hundred percent can see that he is not necessarily righteous, or he's making a shitty choice, mm-hmm. um, or he's gonna ruin his life. And then you can see these bad people and realize that, oh, actually, this wasn't all his uncle's idea; it was his mother's idea. His mm-hmm. uncle actually seems like kind of a cool guy. Well, that's what I was gonna when say. He was, what do we really think about Fjord? Fjord I, seems like a stand-up dude. Yeah, when he's talking to his son, except that he killed. Except that he killed, but he did it because he was in love with the woman. Yeah, and she told him to do it. Okay, look. Fratricide, hard to get over still. I mean, not a good but thing. But maybe Ethan Hawke's, maybe dad was a shithead. No, I think he probably was. And then he said he was. Let's still say that he truly was. Yeah. Still not cool. Cross the cool line, move. sure. Yeah. Maybe you could have like imprisoned him or something. So I'm not saying he was like a good guy. This is a cultural thing, right? But I mean, like the he way loved that this Ethan Hawke's character got the throne was by killing his own uncle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he, he, there were redeeming qualities about him, like when he spoke, he did seem like kind of a cool guy. And he took care of his bastard son in the beginning. Yeah. And he fell in love with this woman. And he obviously loved his other kid. And the part where they're doing slaves work and he's telling his son, you have to you show. You have to learn how to do yes. this too. A, you're not yes, always he was like, you have to show them. But yeah, making it very clear that, and this is something that I think a lot of people even now today, uh, rich people as an example, you know, uh-huh. you live your whole life being rich. How many of those people are actually thinking like, flip of a coin you yep, could be poor could be gone. yep um so him making that point that what did he, i don't even remember what the line exactly was but it was something like only a day separates a king from a slave something mm-hmm. like that um yeah he seemed very smart very with it yeah. and kind of like a cool guy so again you get the idea that the people who are good aren't necessarily good the people who are bad aren't necessarily bad they're human um yeah and i really liked having that within this sort of fairy tale mm-hmm. made it a little more complicated yeah. and a little more human and a little more complex i when omleth goes and confront his mother again 
like, and she attacks him with the knife, and he kills her, and then her young son comes after him and is stabbing him in the back, and literally stabbing him in the back, and then he kills him, and then Uncle Fjornir or whatever comes in (laughs) and sees it, and you think, and I think, all right, this is it. Well, it can't be it because can't it wasn't be it. A, the River of Fire. Was that well, what it no, was? Well, no, but the I, I was thinking like this is the throwdown, but it isn't the throwdown. Uncle, well, you knew it had to play out with the fates. The fates said it would take place at right, the Lake sure, of Fire. Right, sure, but I, I, that's just what I was thinking, and it wasn't the showdown, right? Mm-hmm. The showdown happened at the Gates of Hell, but he still, so, but he calmly, ta- he doesn't cry, he doesn't show any emotion. Yeah. He says, showdown at the gates of hell motherfucker mm-hmm. and then he picks up his kid and he drags his dead wife yeah. out of the room i, I like, think damn that is stone cold well i took it as a sign too of he he i think was hoping for the best but when he walked in that room he knew. and saw his wife and his son dead we're gonna have to throw it down. it was well it's not even it's not that he knew we had to throw down i think he probably was thinking that all along i think what he really thought was I got nothing left to lose. Yeah. This is it. You've taken it all. Like, what What am I going to cry about it? There's mm-hmm. nothing left. I'm just, we're, yeah, I guess, yeah, we're going to do this thing. But he, he's dead inside at that point. <laughs> dead inside. All right. What else do I have here? Um, I, and when it opened, oh, I did want to say too, um, in the ritual with the farting and the burping, the young boy, he's talking with Willem Dafoe, who's just crushing it, like crushing it. Oh, you mean as a creepy weird old dude? Yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe. First he's like the that. court jester, and then he's just the old dude, and then he's just a fucking shriveled, like dead head. So good. Um, the dead head, honestly, is the best he's ever been. Uh, <laughs> well, again, you haven't seen the lighthouse. It's true. So, so he's uh, the kid is having this conversation with him, and he's hearing all these things. And kind of making this vow that he would avenge his father in the future if he needed to. And then you realize that he is floating, which he probably isn't floating. He's just on drugs. He's like, yeah, they got some good drugs. Right. Um, and that just re- harkens back to the end of the witch when she goes to yeah. meet with the coven and then she's up and floating in the air. And it is a lot of like this coming of age thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is his coming of age moment. That was her coming of age moment. Just really, really fascinating shit um, to Did see those ever... echoes. Have you had that moment? Uh, where I came of age you know and I what? was floating? I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. In terms of time, which, look, we as humans still do not, I believe, have the best conceptualization of time. We only go based off of what we see, which is, of course, you mm-hmm. know, the sun rises, the sun sets. That's a, a measurement of time. Days, 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 weeks, months, years. But in terms of our sensory perception of time, I am 40 years old. Are which you? is what? Old. I mean, it's not old. It's but middle like it's, aged. It's kind of old. Over the but hill. I thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to go through life thinking I am the young one in like every scenario. Like I was That's thinking hilarious. about it the other day and I feel like, you know, if I if I'm working out with my personal trainer, in my mind, I know she's younger than me. But in my mind, she is the elder and I am but a child. Sure. Or uh, if I'm in like a classroom setting, the teacher is the elder and I am but a child. Or hmm. in all of these different scenarios and situations where I'm learning something or trying to do something, I still feel like a child. Do you think that's because so, of your birth order? Because you were the young one when you were growing up? I don't know. Because I, I don't, don't Because I don't feel that way and I was the oldest and my feeling oh, really? in situations is always like... Yes, this person has something to teach me, but man, I got a lot of wisdom already. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I do think, I think birth order plays a lot into it. Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that. I was just thinking I maybe still haven't had that levitation moment in my life. And maybe that's <laughs> You're why. waiting. You're waiting to levitate? That like I, yeah, maybe once I levitate, I will come of age and I will think of myself as an adult. But I don't typically think of myself as an adult. That is really interesting. You know, I do think I have... As we've seen, like, at work, younger people come into the office and we joke about how they don't know shit and we laugh about it. Like, uh-huh. they don't know what growing pains <laughs> <Kids> is. <today. laughs> you know, <laughs> they've never used a rotary phone. Hee <laughs> hee. And, like, I, look, I, there are people that I know I'm older than and I yeah. see myself as older than, but in so many instances and situations, yeah, I feel like I'm, like, the 19-year-old kid who mm-hmm. is just trying to keep up or trying to learn new things and all these other people. I'm not saying I... I know things. 
I know lots of things. Sure. And the things I don't know, I tend to think that I know anyway. But it's more about just that feeling mm-hmm. of, it's How not a, yeah, yeah, it's not a feeling of like, I have so much to learn. It's just a feeling of, I am the young one and you are the, I don't know. It's the strangest yeah. thing. It's, we're only a few more years away from people working with us who I could be their mom. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, wow. that would have been me having a kid when I was, you know, 18. That still hurts though. <clears throat> um, so when it was opening, <clears throat> I don't know why. I think maybe it was the sound, P.S., soundtrack fucking rips, giving Last of the Mohicans a run for its money, in my personal opinion. I don't know that I've ever heard anything that has truly given Last of the Mohicans a run for its money, but it I was, was good. pretty it fucking was impressed. Good. Sounded amazing. Also, I would recommend, if you want, turn that sound all the way down. Just fucking mute that shit and crank up some black metal. Just one long, just badass music video. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I was getting kind of these Midsommar vibes with the way that, like, everything kind of was. And there were moments where I did, t- it's funny, there were moments where I got vibes of, like, Midsommar, moments of The Witch, which, mm. which, which, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, moments of Lord of the Rings, which yeah. also makes sense. I mean, Tolkien took a lot from. from Norse mythology. Yeah. Well, uh, um, I can't remember the name of the guy who actually wrote Amleth, but. Saxo somebody or... Oh. Starts with a G. Um, but yeah, he, he was a big fan. Took a lot from there. So I think all of that makes sense too. And then also the way that it was shot reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Just in terms of, for me personally, that kind of immersive other world experience. But yeah, there were definitely a lot of different moments in there that I could pull from. Um, whether it was in any way purposeful or not. Where I could see see or I was reminded of different movies and Midsommar was one that came up which probably is just because of the people's you know well, yeah, but more Scandinavian culture yeah. yeah it's Saxo Saxo Grammaticus great name great name anyway um so I was thinking maybe Ari Aster and Robert Eggers should come together and do like a collab and that would be really awesome um the big issue as we've discussed that I have with Midsommar too is there was too much that happened that felt really heavy-handed and like it was in there simply for shock value and not necessarily to have anything to do with character or story and I don't feel like we would get that with Eggers Eggers thank you yeah. um, especially thinking about what he had said about editing this movie and how it was one of the most painful experiences of his life and how he wanted to tell something in a certain way mm-hmm. I feel like he would Yes, if they collab together, mm-hmm. it, it could be great. Could be really I, incredible. I think he would very much say, this is some kind <laughs> of like heavy-handed bullshit. No, we're telling a story here. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of people saying what they're going to do and kind of cursing other people. You know, like a lot of like, I love that. Yeah. And just oh, like, I love it. I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to, I love I'm, it. Yeah. Like when Ethan Hawke is <laughs> about to die and he's just like, nothing good's going to come of this. You know, your line is going to like fade away. You're, you won't yes. be able to run this group. For, like, yeah. We, we need to do more it. of that, I feel, in the modern Listen, day. If I am ever held at gunpoint or anything, you're going to say, all that I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to be like, I know that you're about to kill me, but you know this. <laughs> You know that I will haunt you for the rest of your time and not just you, but everyone to come down your bloodline. And when I say haunt, I do not mean a ghost in the corner. No, I mean a haunting at your core, within, inside you. I will come to life inside you and make you turn that gun into your own mouth and I will have it happen to your children as well. So on and so on and so on until the end of your line. I I think probably like maybe like two words in it'd be like bang boom yeah probably or I don't know maybe they'd be shocked by maybe it they'd be like, like oh fuck this lady fuck she's crazy yeah uh, she's a fucking crazy woman um I also thought I had a thought um because I'd been doing all this watching of this Teal Swan documentary and reading about Teal Swan and listening to podcasts about Teal Swan uh Viking cult maybe we should start a Viking cult does that sound like fun I feels a little bit like cultural appropriation we, we could well i mean like i'm how much scandinavian my blood, do you blood have line comes you? from scandinavia how much like i had a grandma who was danish i have some saxon blood like yeah but not a lot and 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 um, how much let me ask you this leah how much do you know about norse mythology <laughs> not a whole lot 
I, everything I saw in this movie is what I know. Like when they're talking about Fenrir and you're like, <laughs> that's interesting. Or is Freya like their Satan? No, Freya is the god of beauty and love and, and also battle. Okay. A lot like a like Athena. Okay. Um, well, I mean, the Viking cult, then maybe we can play that game with the sticks where you just kill people until you're the last man standing. Look, that did look like fun. That did. The death by headbutt was so awesome. Oh, it was great. It was so incredible. That was, he, he went a little berserker. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, oh, and I loved when, uh, the Thornier, what was his name? The mm-hmm. son, the son. older son. Uh, what was his name? It was, yeah, Thor, Thorier, the proud. Um, when he was like, hey, man, you did a really good job in that game today. So listen, when we get back home, you're going to be in one of the slaves in charge. Yeah. And you're going to have a few extra privileges. And also, you get to choose a woman for yourself. Yeah. But then how does he Ooh. end it? He ends it with like, but don't get too big of a head. <laughs> you're still just a slave. Don't think you're more than that. So then he's just walking around with a stick in his hand telling people what to do. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, let's see. Oh, I did, I did, believe it or not, I have seen Alexander Skarsgård fucking a blonde in the woods before. That was a wonderful scene from True Blood. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He has an amazing body. I honestly have not seen him in that much. Yeah. And his character in True Blood was named Eric Northman because he was a Viking who had been, yeah. I had forgotten about that. Um, and when he, when he went to kill Thorir, um, and he just like basically just stabbed him through in the bed. I was like, R.I.P., you dumb bastard. I like, that. He didn't even get to fight, like, to try to, like, fight against him. He was in his bed asleep. I saw, I saw one of the... <laughs> fucking people are idiots. One of the goofs that was listed on MI, IMDb, IMDb. Um, was, if you're stabbed through the heart, you, like, die right away. <laughs> okay, dipshit, here's the thing. <laughs> Does anybody actually know that they've been stabbed through the heart? Just because she was like, the heart, you got me. <laughs> Doesn't mean it actually got her in the I heart. Know. Like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> also, it's a fucking movie. But like, what? I what? D- she wasn't stabbed in the heart. <laughs> Biology. Learn about it. I loved the sound when the sword, when his mother's body falls away from his sword. Mm. Oh, that sound. Well, I knew it was going to happen There too. was a lot of good, actually thinking, speaking of that, the sound mixing, the sound editing, all of that. Um, it There was a lot going on mm-hmm. in this movie. And it was great. It was all incredible. Yeah. And speaking of also watching it at home, I think that's where you get to really kind of nitpick on stuff mm-hmm. because they'll fuck with things and make certain things really loud and certain things really low. So, no, and you can't this. understand. There's too much like mumbling. You can't understand, mm-hmm. especially when accents are involved in things. And I felt like this was across the board done really well. So yes, they're in, in the battle scenes and things mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the clashing of swords or yes, falling from a sword, mm-hmm. things like that. But also just... Making it so that I can hear it, yeah, <laughs> was uh, actually really well done. <clears throat> Props to who, whomever is in the sound department and responsible for I all wanna, of that. I want to watch it again. Like I, I was felt thinking like, about it this morning, and I'm like, I want to watch it again. I want to turn on the subtitles. About like, 20 minutes in, I had that thought of, oh, this is a movie I'm gonna have to yeah, watch again. Yeah, because sure. there's so much that I'm sure and I it's missed. Just so, I just enjoy. It. I just in, was entered. It's like I rewatched the. Oh, Witch. you entertained. <laughs> I rewatched The Witch a few months ago. I actually bought it. I did too. It and was right around Halloween. I yeah, got really excited about it. And I, I love the it. film. I, I'm not. I'm not beefing, but there are moments in it where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored. And it, I think it's yeah. probably similar to The Lighthouse, like where I just, yeah. you know, you fade out of it. I did not fade out of this. There were moments mm-hmm. where I was like, I need to pause it because and rewatch whatever. Like you rewatch the death, yeah. the moment of the the double death. Like I knew what happened, but I didn't. My eyes didn't catch yeah. it, so I was like, I gotta see it again. <laughs> All right, so I have some burning questions for you. Oh, okay, let's do it. One, okay, who's the best boss? Who do you want to work for? You want to work for Amleth, Uncle Fjord, or Ethan Hawke's character? Uncle Fjord. Yeah, I want to work for Uncle Fjord, too. Yeah. He seems like a pretty fair dude. Although, he doesn't seem to quite know what's going on with the whole, like, oh, we've had worse slaves. <laughs> but also, I really like the thought that if he wanted to rape me and I was on my period, I could just slap some blood on him and he'd be like, whoa! I'm uh, not going to deal with you anymore. All right, so we're going to skip ahead to that question. Best use of period blood in a movie? Is this it? I guess I'd have to think about what other uses we've had. Because um, it doesn't, I don't feel like it comes up nearly enough. No. Um. Well, okay. Slums of Beverly Hills. Yes, which I will say, 
is one of those things that plays in my mind periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Jessica, 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 you know, from oh, Arrested Development. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her reaction. Jessica like, anytime Walker. I think of yeah. blood, just her reaction to, <gasps> I do. That kind of lives rent-free in my head. So, that's a good one. Um, well, Lindsay, you said an internet slang. But I don't know what. Where did you learn that? Who taught you lives rent-free? Who taught you that? Who taught me that? I don't know. It wasn't me. I don't say that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Probably in the internet. The fucking internet. The okay. fucking internet. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I didn't hashtag it or anything, at least. I'm sure there are other great uses of period blood in a movie. Yeah, I feel like we have to this was investigate pretty, that. I appreciated this one. No, this was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah I, I would it. say in terms of actual usefulness as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. It did a lot. It did a big job. Right? Yeah. What a little bitch. Especially for the, period blood. if for no other reason too than when he has the knife to her throat later and she says, Wait, oh, I see blood again? Yeah, no, it was, wasn't, it was like, I think it, I think she said something like, oh, I see you're no longer afraid for of a woman's, woman's blood. blood. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yes, What a love. piece of shit. Um, could you live in these times? Could you have lived? And I will say, you know, you're one of the royal family, maybe. You're not like the king or queen, but like you're, you're a higher ranking person. Um, yes. Uh. I think I could, um, mm. but I... I couldn't. I need too many drugs to stay alive. Well, I don't know that you would need them in that instance. Here's what I think. I I, I, got, I got a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I tend to have less anxiety when I have something else to focus on. So as much as I think I would be largely miserable... <laughs> In a time without mm-hmm. creature comforts and such, I might actually be more mentally stable in a time when I had to do things right. to yeah. survive. Life isn't know? just, yes, no, I completely agree. So I think in that Simpler. sense, I probably could. But there's really no way of knowing unless we can do the like timeline route. Mm-hmm. And what, what what was that? Was it like a a magical sword or some kind of gateway? Man, I haven't watched the movie in so timeline? long. It wasn't a magical sword. There was, it was a it place. Was, it was a. It was a place. They had something they had built. It was a machine. No, That's, didn't they like discover something though, like around Stonehenge, that there was actually a portal, and then they had to build some kind of machine. No, as there was part of no it? portal. They were at an archaeological dig in France, and they were getting funded by this company, and they kept getting all these tips from the company about where to dig, and they couldn't figure out how they knew where everything was, and it was because this company had made a device that okay. could send people back. Because I remember the archaeological dig, and then. At the end, they realized, oh, this statue looks just like It Gerard. was their friend yeah. because he stayed back and then they dug him up. Right, it was yep. Gerard Butler. Yep. Yeah, okay. So I remember that. That's why yep. I was tying it to an archaeological dig. But, okay, so they created a machine. So there unless or until that happens, I don't know that I'll know. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it's for me, honestly. I mean, I don't really think it's for me, but that's not what you asked. Right. Could I do it? I, I mean, I think I could do Like, I could, you know, I could do it, sure. I'd have like, a real hard time with breeding. And it feels like that's largely what women making are babies. often yeah. used for in that. Um, what do you think a berserker smells like? Uh, I think they probably smell like dead animal. I just, yeah. like Because they would wear dead animals. Well, yeah. And then, like, and then they would go out and kill right, and, and wear and the blood of their enemies. I mean, I'm sure you're, you're cleaning it. Some, like the shot of Amleth and Olga um, in that hot spring... Like, in mm. Iceland, mm-hmm. they're just in that hot... Like, it just looked so good. Yeah, very inviting. It looked amazing. Like, that they were like they were just fucking in nature all the time. Just mm. fucking in nature. Like trolls. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to try something new, and I'm going to read some letterboxed reviews for this movie. Okay. Because I think that could be fun. Oh, okay. You know, just saying. Yeah, no, um, let's, let's I mean, may- maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> I'm just going to go to reviews. Everyone settling for the stories. Um, here's one. This is from Freya, exclamation point, exclamation point. It's one of my absolute favorite names. Um, four and a half stars. Men will literally avenge their father, save their mother, and kill Fjornir before going to therapy. Right? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Men. Fuck! Um, let's see. Here's another one from Tyler. Five stars. Omleth, in my defense, Your Honor, I was in goblin mode when everything went down. What? It's kind of goofy. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> there are no goblins in Norse mythology. This is from Dakota Joaquin. Four stars. Robert Eggers watched The Lion King and said, 
Willem, take off your clothes. I have an idea. What? <laughs> so this know. person doesn't even understand Omleth and Hamlet and how everything is based <laughs> upon this story instead. This is the kind of person who's like, oh my god, that song by so-and-so is so great. And then you're like, yeah, that's a cover of a song that's like 50 years old. And they're like, what? All right. Oh, here's one. This is from Chris Evangelista. Three and a half stars. Iceland's hottest new club is the Northmen, located at the gates of hell. This place has everything. Ethan Hawke acting like a dog, nude fights, incest, reanimated corpses, Willem Dafoe telling sex jokes, copious amounts of violence, Bjork with no eyes, and Anya Taylor-Joy using a Dracula accent. That's kind of not a bad movie. I mean, I or guess I get movie. it, except it's not a club. Like, um, There was one that I really liked that I actually starred. You can star reviews? Or you can like them. This oh, is it. Weird. From Lily. Five stars. Missed opportunity for an army of me by Bjork. Needle drop. Entirely agree. That's one of my favorite songs. Oh, I don't think I know it. Or maybe I'd recognize you've, it. You've but, recognized okay. it, yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't have anything else. Do you have any other thoughts about the Northmen? I think I do, but I don't. And what I mean by that is, like I said, I, I feel like I need to watch it again. And I feel like it's one of those that... Over the years, I'll rewatch a handful of times, mm-hmm. and every time I think you'll find something new or interesting or something that hits differently or something that maybe hit you the first time, but there's so much going on. That's how I feel right now. I feel like there is a lot to talk about, yep. and I'm sure we didn't hit even close to all of it because there were things that as I was watching it, I was going, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. or like, you know, and even just little bitty things. Um, but nothing that nothing that's is springing to mind right now that we must cover this thing did you have a favorite death i feel like the headbutt death was my favorite second runner-up is probably the guy whose nose got cut off and then he finishes Mm. the job by Mm -hmm. just stabbing him through with the sword yeah i like that i i I also like the son uh thornier when you just stabbed him in the bed yeah here's why i like it um because the way in which that man would have wanted to die would oh, be because in he's battle. Thorir and that the is Proud? In fact, exactly. And that is, in fact, the only way that he but could have died. Mm-hmm. And instead, he was just killed in his sleep. And he took the heart. Yep. So he couldn't have, yeah. Yeah. So there's something about that that it was, was very... very... It, was, it was a degrading death. Yeah. An embarrassing way to die. Yep. That and was... and it wasn't even intentional like he i believe he even said that right when he well, went yeah, back he to olga and olga, said, on it. He's right, like, and olga was oh, like but I killed him. saw all the blood, the blood on him and was like did you kill her and he was like no i wouldn't kill a woman but i just i had to kill somebody so i just <laughs> killed him on the way out you know <laughs> no i love the look on his face when he no i wouldn't kill a woman right who of course later he does end up killing which i think it's funny like <laughs> i wouldn't kill a woman like he didn't i don't think he intended to, he was trying oh, no, to no, self defense you could see the look on his face after yeah. i think both him and his or her and his brother that he was it was unintentional yeah um but yeah great great acting by alexander skarsgård great job by him oh yeah and great body manipulation Mm -hmm. to get him into that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. look bro it was good tell me what your routine is your diet (laughs) your exercise plan (laughs) i am (sighs) so was he like we're like there's you know, you've got Henry Cavill, you've got Which, fucking the way Sebastian Stan. He's walking. He, he skulks around. The skulking with those fucking shoulders. Yeah. It was him. Moves it's like an animal. Henry Cavill in the Mission Impossible mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. It is Sebastian Stan in uh Captain America the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. That fucking does it for me. Yeah, it does. Like I can't explain. You're ex- such a basic bitch. Blame to you. <laughs> You're such a basic bitch. How much <laughs> that does it I'm for I'm going to need you to go ahead and get a body like that. I'm going to need you to go ahead and slay some people and then I'm going to need you to rip your rip my clothes off. It's funny because covered in blood. I am such like not a girl in yeah. so many ways. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't wear dresses. I don't put on that much mm-hmm. makeup. I don't. I've never, growing up, considered myself like a girly girl or anything like that. But this very basic sort of like, it's instinctual. I'm, I'm a big man. Yeah. I'm gonna come and defend you and like, <laughs> like fucking a. I can't deal with it. <laughs> I'm a big. <laughs> That's what's going on in their heads, right? Like you can tell. You can tell. 
when any of those guys <laughs> I just named is doing the skulky thing, yeah. all that's going on up here is just, oh, I'm a big man. Ooh, ooh, big man. <laughs> that's all that's happening up there. I think there's a lot more to talk and we we're not gonna get into a day it's too much but like a lot more to talk about (laughs) with the women in this movie just in general um i am not kidding about the thing the thing i said about like if we had seen this same story from the perspective of the queen it mm -hmm. would be a fascinating story i actually would love to see that to read that to hear that because i think i think she would have been the hero of yeah, her story probably. and died a terrible death at the hands of her own son mm-hmm. um and that that those are the kinds of things that i think are, are really fascinating to me too to find a character in something that is a little bit of a tertiary character but to see in them their own big huge important story and yeah. i wanted to hear that and i got that from that character i really wanted that from i wanted it a little bit with olga just because i'm very curious about how she sort of became one with the earth, mm-hmm. you know, what her background was. And I also wanted it for their daughter, who we could see is going, going to, to be, be the, the maiden yeah. king. I And I, I I think, actually, as I'm thinking about it now, I think those are really the only three who I really, really, really wanted to see mm-hmm. their additional stories. And what's great about that is those are the only three fucking women yeah. in this movie. So... I well, had the I only really three women that, that we really know much about. Yeah, I mean there were other you yeah. know slaves and such, but yeah. and then I, that one priestess lady who I guess I would be kind of interested in, but there's not enough there to, to know one way or the other. So the the religious figures, but I yeah, yeah I want to know more about wanna, that. Yeah, I I feel like you know this is a movie ostensibly about men. It's a very masculine it's, film. It's a fucking man's movie, and yet what I'm left with as far as some of the characters that are going to haunt my memory of this film, Mm -hmm. the women, the women, the women are, which I think is a wonderful gift too, that you made them. I think even though they they didn't, they didn't tell their stories as much because the story is of Amleth. That's what this story (laughs) is. So I a hundred percent understand why you didn't get into their stories as much, but you still, yes, made them, real and tangible and interesting enough um and multi-dimensional mm-hmm. enough that i'm left wanting to know more about them and remembering yeah. who they are that's the difference between these guys who made mm-hmm. this movie and 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 fucking um goodfellas martin, martin scorsese. scorsese fucking martin scorsese like i don't come out of any scorsese film and think, I want to know more about this female character. If anything, half the time I hate the female characters because they're just fucking not well done at all. You don't have to make the movie about the woman as long as you make her interesting enough for me to want to know more. So, you know what? Good fucking job. Yeah, good job, Robert Eggers. Yeah. We really like it. And you. the guy who wrote it. Who wrote it? It was Eggers. And then, was it? Um, I thought somebody else a, was... An Icelandic poet. They did it together. And Skarsgård actually pitched him the idea. Yeah, I know that he was heavily involved, which yeah. I think is awesome. Sion. Um, okay. Yeah. Who I is? Was I thought um, there was someone else. An internationally acclaimed Icelandic, Icelandic author working in various literary forms and all genres of film. So yeah, look. I oh don't my know. God! He wrote oh. the screenplay for Lamb. I didn't know that. Oh, I saw. Or maybe I did and I've forgotten it. But I love Lamb. Um, I love Lamb. You love Lamb. <laughs> I love Lamb. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the Northman. So yeah, great dude. Love yeah, him. love. I, I'm really curious about if that was just organic. The, the female characters just kind of came up organically with all of them, or if someone actually had the idea think, to purposefully make them very uh, real I think this is what, Eggers. But. I think he just makes great fucking stories and films, and he will he will put into I'll give it, it to him. All sure. of it, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Love that dude. Can't wait to see what he does next, but I hope he keeps it on the low budge in the indie side and fuck the studio well i hope that he Although does this was fun and i probably like i said i think this is my favorite this is great and I, he did say like he still likes what was done mm-hmm. with it but yeah. i have a it lot of respect for, for someone who is able to say i want to be able to do my own thing and for it to be somebody who actually does things yeah. well um not just somebody who thinks they know best yeah well now that he's like people and, and i don't i don't think it had a very good box office but it crushed on vod this oh, yeah. film yeah um that makes sense which i mean in this era right in now. this era right now yeah although 
Top Gun is just... Is it killing it? It's just murdering. I feel like it's smashing records, too. Really? Like, yeah. I just don't care. It's not that I don't care. I will watch it whenever it's, like, on whatever it shows up on streaming. I I might. I'm not going to pay. Like, you know, I told you I watched The Lost City. I went ahead and just paid to rent it. Like, paid the $6. And I was so disappointed. Mm. So disappointed um, in that film. So, you know, I don't know. But I think Top Gun is... That I don't know if it was a blockbuster when it came out, but it's got a lot of big stars. I think and, it was, and I think, I think it's it the was. kind of film that people people love that shit. They love fucking nostalgia, you know. I love so, Kenny Loggins, and people love Kenny. Loggins. Love Kenny Loggins. Yes, yeah. K Log. Yeah, I've never called him that. I, like that's just what the kids are. I don't think that's true. <laughs> K Log lives rent free. I don't in my think head. kids know who Kenny Loggins is. <laughs> they know. They know. If they didn't know before, they know now. Okay. All right. Any last things to say about the Northmen? Uh, no. I think you should watch it. It's really good. And Peacock, you know, you can just rent it for like five bucks and then watch it for a month and then unrent it. So like for five dollars you can get a lot of other streaming. You're saying rent. I think you mean subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. But yeah, there's a lot of shit on there. Yeah, there's can... a lot of good shit on there. Including Southern Charm. What is... Let's not get into it. Shep, I love you. <laughs> Hey people, this is Leah. Thank you for dealing with the erraticness of whatever the fuck it is I'm doing here with this release schedule. God bless you for your patience. Happy summer. Staying hot or staying cool wherever you are, I hope. Whatever your preference, hot, cold, in between. Um, Yeah, if you are checking out new music, please do check out Sisser and Melissa Powers, wherever you find your music on the internet or whatever the kids are doing these days. Um, Thank you, as always, to Melissa for writing some amazing music for this pod. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.